Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 18. Today I wanted to talk to you about mixology and try and encourage you to give it a go. So what do I mean by mixology as opposed to cocktail making? So cocktail making essentially is following a recipe exactly as it says, you know, getting the ingredients that it says and following it line by line and you come out with a cocktail and it's really, really nice. Mixology is really taking on its the base level. Now, I appreciate there's a lot of clever people out there that are uh, take it to a whole new level. But from, from me as an amateur doing mixology, essentially, it's taking a basic recipe and really putting your own stamp on it. And that's what I really wanted to talk to you about and inspire you to do. Now, I am going to talk to you about other people that I follow, not everybody I follow, because I don't want to make this episode really, really long. But I am going to detail some people that I follow and some of them really take it you know it's it's no longer what I would term my definition of mixology is it's a, it's mixology in a whole new level but we'll, we'll get into that in just a bit before we get into that I really wanted to, to explain sort of a difference in my new section which I have switched up a bit so essentially a lot of the community stuff I was finding was coming into the new section the new section really was just really to explain if there's something different on the podcast, like the new section is changing, or if there's something on my website. But it wasn't really meant to incorporate any community news. But gradually over the last few weeks, community news has been sort of creeping in there and then it creeps in at the end as well. So I decided, you know what, in my news segment, I'm just going to make everything related to the gin community in there. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is Small Gin September, which, as we know, is the brainchild of Vanessa at NessieJ91 on Instagram. And we've had Anfield Gin, we've had The Wandering Bartender, we've had Lava Spirits, and now we have Massingbird Monday. I would really like you to get behind Vanessa and the whole community and support this event as much as you can. It's been really innovative from the distilleries so far, some of the trivia they've given us. But most importantly... It's given us access to people behind the scenes. And I'm really interested, you know, to see sort of how it goes kind of particularly this week, because obviously Tristan came on to see us on episode 12. Laura obviously came on episode 11. Mark came on episode 16. So, you know, it's quite interesting. So if you want to know more about them, you can certainly look at those episodes. But I think it's been really fun for the community to engage and I think it's been really successful for the distilleries as well. So all in all, thank you very much for Vanessa to, to bringing us Small Gin September. But thank you also, Vanessa, for bringing us another thing. Now, it's not gin related, but she spoke this week to Proud Beer UK. In fact, she spoke to Ethan and Soren from Proud Beer. If you want to listen to that, I have put a note in the show notes with a link to that. And it's a really interesting conversation. And my key sort of takeaway from it was 
understanding really what a rainbow brand was. So effectively a brand that supports LGBTQ+, but also understanding how brands donate. So quite often a brand will say, we will donate a portion of the profits. The thing that I really liked about Proud Beer is they said, no, for every beer we sell, 20p of that goes to our chosen charity or, or chosen charities. And I really think that the ethics and morals behind that should be looked at by a lot of other companies because I really think that they've been really sensible about the way that they've gone about this. But, you know, I'll let you decide on that. But please, if you get a chance, do have a listen. So back to gin. The City of Aberdeen Taste and Vote Pack that I spoke about last week is only available until tomorrow. I have to say all the gins in there are absolutely sensational. I had my last taste last night and I have actually put in my vote now. I just couldn't believe some of the flavours they got in there. One of them had ginger in and it was rather than being like some of the other gins I've tasted with ginger in where it's really kind of in your face ginger. It was so subtle. Honestly, it was very hard to choose between those gins. They've also revealed a project this week that they've been involved with, their secret project, Make Your Own Gin. So you don't actually have to go and visit them. You have an opportunity to choose up to 10 botanicals from about 100 and you are guided by an expert for $49.99 and you can basically produce your own bottle of gin, which sounds like so much fun and definitely something that I'll be looking to do. And lastly, in the news section, Rory Fires, or as we kind of all know him at The Gin Lord on Instagram. He has a new podcast called Thirst of All Podcast. And it's quite interesting. He essentially gets his guests to decide on their now drink, which is essentially a drink that they'd normally drink. Their then drink, which kind of takes them back to somewhere in their childhood or previous in their life that, that really reminds them of something. They also then look at their first drink when they were sort of introduced to alcohol. Their last drink, so if they were on death row, what drink would they choose? Which I think, you know, as he says, is probably the most interesting bit in the episode. And their never drink, so what drink would they actually give to Room 101? I'm already thinking about the drinks that I would do, so I'm not, not sure. I think I can think of a few few drinks that certainly might go into 101. So uh, anyway, but definitely check that out. So thanks, Rory, for, for bringing that to us. My weekly gin recommendation is Whitley Neal Blackberry Gin. I've always kind of had Whitley Neal in my collection and I really enjoy the taste. Although I have to say that they are gradually getting replaced with some craft gins. They, you know, they're great in cocktails, you know, and, and the thing I like about them is that they are very sort of cost effective because they're quite often on promotion at the supermarket. Anyway, coming back to the Whitley Neal Blackberry Gin, the nose is kind of a London dry with sort of a vague hint of blackberry, but it is kind of very vague. The actual flavour profile is sort of a sweet taste and then a blackberry flavour and then sort of juniper kind of at the back end. I think, you know, if you're looking for a juniper-led sort of dry taste, you know, standard sort of gin, gin and tonic, probably not the gin for you. But when I tested it, and as I always do with Mediterranean tonic, it creates a lovely sort of fruit-based G&T and it's kind of really light and I really like it. I think it could go with a, another sort of light tonic or certainly with elderflower. And to be honest, I think you could even try like a blood orange. I think it would sort of sweeten the flavour, although 
I think you probably lose a little bit of the blackberry. Now, it's too sweet, in my opinion, for a dry martini, but it definitely would work well in cocktails and perhaps even negate the need for sugar syrup. So for the last week, few weeks, I have been inspired by Vanessa at NessieJ91 from episode 8 and the wandering bartender, Mark, episode 16, from going from just making cocktails to the dark art of mixology. And the reason I call it a dark art of mixology, because I always imagine, you know, it's like Professor Snape's kind of lab where you kind of make lots of potions. Because I've got to be honest, when I first started looking at mixology as opposed to cocktail making, I thought, do you know what? I'm not really sure I want to get into this world because it seems quite daunting. You know, particularly if you check out some of the amazing cocktails that I've seen from Vanessa, from Mark, from Kerry uh, at Glass of Gin, Packet of Seeds, from Nikki Mendes, from The Only Way is Gin, from Cocktail Gin Girl, also sort of from the queen of cocktails herself, Tammy Jackson at For Cocktail's Sake. And I've got to be honest, until I sort of talked to Vanessa really on episode eight, I didn't really have the confidence to try anything. Plus, I thought, do you know what? This cocktail making stuff is, is quite expensive. Now, I did have a shaker and obviously... It, you know, when you look at it, it's not that expensive when, you know, shakers aren't that that expensive. I tend to have ice in anyway. I've obviously got gin because, you know, and I suspect you have as well if you're listening to this podcast. Obviously, you need sort of some sugar syrup, ideally, some different types of alcohol. But I'll go through that in, in just a minute. And ideally, some kind of citrus flavor. Now, I really like the fact that when Mark sort of outlined, you know, you have two shots of gin or, or a spirit you have one shot of citrus and half a shot of sugar. And pretty much that makes up most standard cocktails. Now, I have got a standard cocktail shaker, but I was kind of encouraged by Vanessa and Mark to get a Boston shaker. A normal cocktail shaker has essentially a lid with kind of a, a filter on it. Uh, so so it effectively stops the ice coming out. Obviously, the, the shaker itself, and then it normally has a lid, a lid on the lid, as it were, which effectively stops the liquid coming out. So then you take the lid off. Uh, in previous times, you would then pour a little bit into that lid, which effectively then act, act as a cup. So you can effectively taste your cocktail so you can make sure that it's right for the customer. However, what it doesn't do is it doesn't really allow the ice to flow or the drink to flow properly, which is what a Boston shaker essentially allows you to do. The only problem with a Boston shaker is you really have to get two other items, which is a Hawthorne strainer, which essentially is that strainer that has got like a handle. It's got kind of some quite large holes, a bit like the filter that you get on a normal cocktail shaker. Perhaps it, the holes are slightly bigger, in fact. But effectively what it does is it stops the ice from coming out of the shaker and you need a fine strainer and this is particularly important you do need that actually for you know a normal cocktail shaker as well to to filter out the fine sort of ice crystals and if you're muddling something I will talk about in just a bit then you would also need it for that as well now initially i would sort of concentrate on making some of the easy kleiner classics so you could make a dry martini so in addition to your gin that you probably have already you just need a some vermouth of some kind or a Negroni again you obviously have your vermouth but then you're going to need a Campari as well if you make something like a Tom Collins then effectively you're going to need gin and lemon essentially and a bit of sugar sugar syrup 
and similar for the Bronx as well. What you're trying to do here is basically put your own take on something. So, for example, if we look at the, the Bronx, where you've got 50 mil of gin, 25 mil of orange juice, and then 12 and a half mil of vermouth and 12 and a half mil of sweet vermouth. Instead of using normal gin, why don't you use the edge l'orange gin, which is what I did. And that kind of switches it up a bit. You could also add a bit of contra to that if you wanted, just to get that more sort of orange sweet, orange taste and make it a bit sweeter. Now, I am no expert, as I've said, but some of the things that I've learned over the last few weeks have really, really helped me. And I kind of the first one I wanted to sort of explain to you is if you're using a Boston shaker, how do you use it? Now, you can watch Mark on his many lives and he, he kind of shows you sort of indirectly how to do that. but I'm going to explain it to you now. What we're going to do is we're going to virtually make a Malolins on this podcast. And the Malolins is effectively Merlin the Wizard from Orderly Edge, which is all, all tied up with the Edge and in this case, L'Orange Gin and a Tom Collins. So a Tom Collins is normally 85 mil of gin, 25 mil of lemon and 15 mil of sugar syrup. But we're going to kind of switch it up a bit. And instead of going for the sort of lemon based, we're going to go for more of an orange based. But we're also going to switch it up even more because we're going to make it have a bit of basil in it. We're going to get our small shaker and we're going to fill it with ice. And then we're going to pour that ice into our large shaker. So in this case, I'm using a Boston shaker. And then what we're going to do is in the bottom of our small shaker, we're going to put our basil. And then we're going to get a muddler and a muddler effectively is a wooden stick or a metal stick with a bit of plastic on the end. And effectively, you're going to push around like you would with a pestle and mortar, the basil. So just to kind of roughly break it up a bit for some muddling, what you would do is then you would take that out. In this case, I'm not taking it out. I'm leaving it in there because I want to add a bit more flavor and I'm going to pour the ice back from the large tin into the small tin. So now I've got a small tin with muddled basil at the bottom and ice. And then I'm going to add 85 mil of the Edge L'Orange Gin. And then I'm going to add 25 mil of freshly squeezed smooth orange juice and 15 mil of sugar syrup. I'm then going to put the large tin and bang it slightly to make sure that they sort of fuse together and don't allow any of the liquid or ice out and then I'm going to shake that up and then I'm going to put the large shaker so so you imagine you've got the two shakers together I've sh shaken it up I'm going to put the large shaker down on the de on on the desk and I'm going to slightly knock the the small shaker just to basically unbreak the seal and I'm going to carefully remove the small shaker ensuring that I've still got it down towards the large shaker so that any liquid effectively goes into the large shaker because we don't want to lose any of that precious liquid. Then I'm going to use my Hawthorne strainer. So the one with the sort of spring in it, spring down towards the large shaker. And I'm going to put a fine strainer over the glass that I'm pouring it into. And I'm going to pour into, and in this case, it's a highball glass. I'm going to pour it in there and I'm going to top it up with soda water. I'm going to add a fresh bit of basil into there and I'm also going to add a half 
slice of orange. Wow. What suddenly seems daunting creates an amazing drink. But don't just listen to me because what do I know? You know, I'm I'm doing some very basic recipe, but I just wanted to sort of take you through one to sort of handhold you through a recipe so you can see how I've changed it. Essentially, I've replaced the gin and I've replaced the lemon for orange and that's pretty much all I've done. So let's look at a few people that I follow to kind of give you an idea because what you really want to do is start developing a better understanding particularly of the botanicals in your gin and how they play together with flavors and I think Mark at the wandering bartender on Instagram really is a really good example um, he explained on the podcast that what he does is he he sees 80% of the drink as being stuff you smell so what he does is he sniffs his individual items and then he puts them together sort of in both nostrils so he can sort of smell the whole thing coming together now obviously he advocates like i would you also want to try things neat even if it is campari you know you want to put in because you need to understand really the flavor profile of either everything that you're putting in but he gets that kind of virtual kind of taste just by smell which i think is a really good way of of thinking about things and certainly Mark is really good to follow, uh, as I said, at The Wandering Bartender on Instagram. And he does quite a lot of lives, which again, give you a good insight into some of the flavors that you can put together. Now, somebody else that's really good with sort of flavors and interesting flavors and, 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 and ingredients, but also I think with her design is Kerry at Glass of Gin underscore Packet of Seeds. You know, her cocktails really come alive with, with their design. Now, she is very good in the garden. So she quite often and, and sort of foraging. So, for example, she's had nettles in her drink. She's had summer fruit. She's brilliant with her flowers in her cocktails. And it just suddenly switches them up. You know, one of the things that I, I know that I need to get better at is garnishes. And she just really knows what she's doing. Another person that's really good. And again, her her cocktails tend to be sort of more fruit or citrus based. Is, is Nikki Mendes, so at The Only Way is Gin. And I'm very interested to see, you know, kind of what her bar looks like when she eventually gets it up and running for The Only Way is Gin because uh, some of the cocktails she puts out are absolutely fabulous, but definitely one to follow there. And also then sort of switching up to sort of kind of an elevation, if you like, for what I, I, I kind of aspire to be, and that's... Christine from at Social Gin Girl, she produces the most amazing looking cocktails for a start. Again, quite a lot of them have sort of uh, sort of flower based and, and some really amazing kind of garnishes to them. And they look fantastic before you before you start. But some of the ingredients are just fabulous in there that you haven't heard of and you kind of want to try. So I've kind of moved to Aperol rather than Campari, uh, something that, that um, Vanessa suggested to me. And I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm really interested to try Negroni with that because it's not quite as dry as, as, as Campari is. When you look at, say, Christine at Social Jingo or kind of the ultimate for new ingredients, if you like, is Tammy Jackson at, at for, for Cocktail's Sake. She is an amazing inspiration. So, so like sort of social jingle, she some of the stuff that she uses may be out of your your budget. But I think some of it 
is something you might aspire to use. I know she, she, for example, used Starlino for Negroni Week, which she's been doing recently. And it was really, really interesting, kind of um, the some of the flavours that she had. What really inspired me, though, is her fusions. She sort of got three parts of the Negroni and she made infusions with every single one. So the Campari had something. I think it had cardamom pods in. The... Um, I think the Starlino had uh, figs in it. You know, she sort of infused flavors together, which made it even more amazing. And some of the stuff she's done is just kind of next level. And the other person that's sort of next level as well is Vanessa. And I'm sort of coming back to Vanessa again because she is kind of my Yoda of mixology. She's the one that really sort of messages me to sort of say, do you know what? I think, Ben, you think you should give it a go. So thank you very much, Vanessa. I really, really do appreciate it. But the thing I like about Vanessa most is she just researches everything. And if you if you want to know more, I mean, listen to, to episode eight. But essentially, she formulates a plan based on the region that um, the particular gin or, or spirit is from, the botanicals. She also looks in the history of, you know, if she's working with a bar or something like that and how it all sort of fits together. She comes up with a kind of her own syrups, which she makes from scratch. And some of the cocktails, well, in fact, all of the cocktails are amazing, but some of the cocktails are just phenomenal. So definitely check her out as well at NessieJ91. I hope that this has sort of inspired you to maybe give Mixology a go. And I really hope that you, that you do. If you do sort of give it a go please please let me know because i'd love to sort of mention it you know on the on the podcast i will be going through the normal ways to to contact me but probably the best way is at gin ignite on on instagram and talking about instagram my instagram shout out i'm really excited about this week is emma from at an underscore elves underscore ruin i kind of got to know her through juniper july I'm ashamed to say not that I did Juniper July, but just from the community and heard them talking about it. She really got the sort of community together and and doing something. I really also love her posts as well. I I, I, um, have mentioned the the Gower Gin Company for their real innovation in the way that they flat packing some of their gins now. And I really, really enjoyed her post very recently where she was doing a lot of posts on Negroni and one of them was using Dragon Strength Gin from the Gower Gin Company. Also, I loved her post under Milkwood for Gower Gin Presents, which was something, uh, well, effectively a competition that the Gower Gin Company was running. She got kind of runner-up, but it was it was an amazing post and she put a lot of work into that. I love recently also she said, oh, I've, I've had a gin, I've banned myself from buying gin. And then she said, but then I saw Pembrokeshire gin and decided to buy some, which which did make me laugh. And I also love her home blackcurrant gin liqueur. It looks so vibrant in the post. It really did. And I also loved her dressing up of the her flower bomb gin with the edible flowers in there. It looked really, really amazing. And I'd just like to say on behalf of the community, Emma, thank you for your support for the gin community. And thank you for your excellent posts. As usual, I would love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so at Gin Ignite on Instagram or Twitter. Or if you want to email me, 
love to hear from you gin.gossip at ginignite.com the thing that i like about the gin community that i've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe what they look like or who they choose to be the world would be a better place if everyone took that view grab your drink toast those you love enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to party or stay in i will be with you in spirit seriously though enjoy your weekend and i look forward to joining you for another episode next friday cheers Thank you.